today's topic is the 10 offenses against the chanting of the holy name of the lord so as we discuss as we know as we understand also many times that uh, it is mentioned in the scriptures that especially for this age this is called kali yuga and it is mentioned krite yadhyayate vishnu tetayam yajato mukhe dapare paricharyayam tarotat harikirtana that means whatever result a person used to achieve in the kaliyu by meditating on lord vishnu krite yadhyayate vishnu tetayam yajato mukhe and the result he used to get in the treta yuga by doing so many big sacrifices much more big big sacrifices dwapare paricharyayam that means the person used to get that result by paricharyaya that means duty worship in dwaparyu karautat harikirtana that same effect the same result he can get in kaliyuga simply by chanting of hari krishna mahamantra chanting of the names of krishna so that is why although chant, as we discussed in the last session chanting of hari krishna mantra is effective in every age it is there in every age but specifically in this age kaliyuga it is much effective and that's why it's called as golden age also kaliyuga also why because in other ages in other time people never used to get salvation or self realization so easily in chanting of the hari krishna mantra person is continuously chanting if the way it is being done it is being recommended person is doing it is very easy to get self realization not very difficult but unfortunately we are not able to do that but the fact is that the chanting hari krishna mantra is very easy and it has to be done it is, it is recommended for everyone that's why it's called as yuga dharma yuga dharma means it is a religion for this age chanting of hari krishna mantra for example let's say other processes for example meditation on the lord so we discuss in bhagavad gita also krishna recommends this process of meditation to arjun but arjun simply rejects that in the sixth chapter of gita if you many will read you will find that krishna is Uh, recommending Arjuna to go to jungle. How to perform meditation? You have to go to a jungle, forest. You should go alone. Nobody should be there with you. You should sit on a deer screen, and you should uh, be uh, should not breathe for a long time. That means you should control your breathing process also. You cannot eat much. You have to follow. You have to practice complete celibacy. Like that, many different rules and regulations are there. You have to focus on the tip of your uh, nose. and you cannot close your eyes fully and eyes cannot be fully open also like that many things are mentioned in bhagavad gita if you read about 6 chapter vadhyan yoga so arjuna rejects krishna arjuna says krishna although you are talking uh, these things but i think it is not possible for me to follow this yoga kind of yoga system so arjuna also rejects so that means 5000 years back when arjuna is not able to follow that meditation system how will it be possible for us to follow in this age of kaliyuga There are so much of distractions are there. So many distractions. As soon as you person trying to meditate, first first of all, it's not possible to meditate in cities. The first requirement is sucho deshe pratistha. You have to leave city. You cannot do in cities all these things. You have to go to a jungle. So there is the case of jungle. Jungle alone is not available. And even if you try in city, then you have to. We have so many distractions. You have something called as mobile phone, which rings in every five minutes. So if a person as soon as he meditates, a notification will come. you will see that <laughs> so where is the meditation it's not possible and we cannot perform yagya also because for yagya so many things are required brahmanas are required priests are required so much of offerings are required tons of ghee is required nothing is available so that also can be that cannot be done then titi worship titi worship also 
so many rules and regulations are there for duty worship. Strictly a person who is Brahmana only can test duty. For duty worship, you cannot do any place and every place. There's so many rules and regulations are there. Just like recently we had in Ahmedabad. I'm right now in Ahmedabad. So we have installation of the duties. It's called as Kautik Vikra. Small duties called as Kautik Vikra. So before installation of the duties, so many processes they follow. After that, duty installation happens. So it is not uh, for everyone. Everyone cannot do duty worship also. Very, very uh, strict rules and regulations are there if you perform duty worship. Finally, what is the means? That's why it is Kalaudathari Kirtana. Simply by chanting Krishna's name, a person can achieve all these things. So chanting, although Prabhupada says chanting is very easy, but person has to practice it very, very sincerely. Sincerely means one has to chant perfectly. Chanting also person can do in different ways. It's like sometimes people chant also and they, they, they will sit here and there. They will discuss with somewhere else. They will watch movie, TV serial. They will read newspaper and all six rounds are over. Person has chant 16 rounds in that year at a time newspaper. He has watched entire movie and everything. Two, two hours nicely he has utilized multitasking. Chanting also and doing all this activity. That kind of chanting is not recommended. When chanting the name, when Shastra talk about, about chanting, it is pure name of the Lord. So when we talk about chanting, perfection of stage of chanting is where a person leads to a stage where he is chanting Krishna's name purely. And that is not easy. That's the text to be practiced. And there are three stages of chanting also. There are three different stages of chanting. Uh, first stage is called as offensive stage. Namaprat stage. So when we start chanting initially, when we come in touch with Krishna consciousness and we start chanting, we are not aware of all these offenses and all this, just keep on chanting. And mostly we chant, uh, although Holy Name is so powerful, even a person is chanting offensively, he will also get some result of it. But although he'll get result, but the result will not be so fast. It will take longer time. Just like, for example, if I have to go to 10th floor, why should I go by stairs when I have an option of lift? I will go early also, I will go fast and also uh, I can save my so much of endeavor. So similarly, chanting also, yes, even if you chant offensively, there will be some result. But we should try to chant, but come to the next level of chanting. It is not that, okay, somehow Prabhu, I am chanting 16 rounds in any condition, in any situation, at any time I am chanting 16 rounds. No. Okay, that is, at least is better that you are completing your quota of round 16 now that is good but that is not best now from good we should come to the next level that is best better and best so this first stage is called an offensive stage where a person is committing 10 kind of offenses we will discuss today if time permits all 10 offenses in case time does not permit that we will discuss whatever time is available and remaining we will try to discuss in next session so these are the first uh, 10 offenses uh, the first stage is called as offensive stage second stage is called as uh, Nama Bhas stage or is called as offenseless chanting where a person has is not committing these 10 kind of offenses although he is still not achieved to the perfect stage but he is not committing the uh, committing these 10 kind of offenses and then slowly when he is further uh, increases his quality of chanting improves his quality of chanting next stage is called as pure chanting Shuddha Nama Shuddhana means where is there is not he is not committing a 10 kind of offenses and also he is completely gently chanting is completely purified. That means this kind of chanting actually Krishna pleases by this kind of chanting. As we discussed 
last time also that when we chant krishna is pleased he is pleased not that he is getting some pleasure out of it he is pleased that at least this person is trying to do something he is trying to come back to me he is trying to understand about me he is trying to chant my name so that's why he is pleased but a pure devotee chants when he is chanting pure name then krishna is pleased he is getting pleasure also so this this getting present is different from the one when person chanting offensive so all of us should try to come to that position where we are chanting krishna's name without any offense and pure chanting so although it's not very easy because the offenses when we uh, re, when we discuss this kind of offenses some of the other is offenses will be committing uh, but try we when we have this when we have this at least knowledge that what are these offenses and if we are committing these offenses knowing here and knowing at least you try to some or the other we will be cautious that let me not commit this kind of offenses okay so at least we should have theoretical understanding also so uh, i will share my screen now although it's not a ppt simply a prabhupad also many times many times you will see prabhupad is, is mentioning in his books many many time bhagavatam also and uh, in chetan charitamrita other places also prabhupad talks about this 10 kind of offenses in his purports and many times when you uh, hear prabhupad lectures also you read prabhupad letters he will specifically mention that chant hare krishna mantra without any offense many times he mention without any offense not only simply hare krishna hare krishna 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 samama sikkena sabal without any offenses for that you should know what is this offenses are and how to come out of it if you are committing any one of them So this is from one of the purport uh, of Shrimad Bhagavatam. Prabhupada is mentioning all these ten kind of offenses. So we will try to read the second canto, first chapter, text number eleven. So this purport Prabhupada is mentioning. Shila Jeev Goswami instructs that chanting of the holy name of the Lord should be loudly done, and it should be performed offenselessly as well, as Rigvan recommended in Padma Purana. One can deliver himself from the effects of all sins by surrendering himself to an unto the lord but can deliver himself from all sins at the feet of the lord by taking shelter of his holy name but what cannot protect himself if one commits offenses at the feet of the holy name of the lord so you can see how important it is for us to understand how how important it is for us to uh, try to understand that we should come out of this kind of offenses such offenses are mentioned in padma purana and being 10 in number so we will try to read one by one all the offenses the first offense is to vilify the great devotees who have preached about the glories of the lord 
So first of all, offense is to blaspheme the devotees of the Lord who has dedicated their life for propagation of the holy name of the Lord. So Prabhupada also mentioned, if you have heard many times, that if you insult a rich person, person may not tell anything. But if you insult his son, he will definitely not feel happy. Similarly, uh, when we commit any offense to, for towards Krishna, Krishna may sometimes even, even uh, Pargi must also fall from these offenses. But if you commit any offense to his devotee, Krishna will not be pleased, he will not forgive you also. And we have examples also in our history scriptures where a person has offended a devotee or Vaishnava and finally the person uh, now has to, uh, the person has to pay a big price, a huge price because of that. We have example of Amrish Maharaj. So this Nirvasha Muni was there, one, one of the uh, saintly, one of the sages, one of the sages name of Nirvasa Muni. He offended Amrish Maharaj. And Amrish Maharaj was simply a nice devotee. So he never did anything uh, to say, protect himself, which is simply remember Lord Vishnu. And finally, Lord Vishnu's chakra came and then he uh, saved Amrish Maharaj. And finally, this Durvasa Muni was, was being punished by uh, Sudarshan Chakra. So Krishna, as we discussed, Krishna can, can accept any offense if you do towards him. But if you commit any Vaishnava offense or you commit, uh, you blaspheme a devotee, then Krishna will never accept that. And that happens many times. And knowingly and knowingly it happens, especially in the case of the devotees who are in touch with devotees, other uh, Vaishnavas a lot. Just like many times it happens that when, it, when we in touch with someone a lot, we are speaking to him day, every day after day and we are living with him and we are seeing him every day. We develop some kind of a kind of uh, we develop a kind of familiarity with the person. And because of that familiarity, we commit offenses. So actually, that's why we should be very, very careful when we deal with devotees. And if we, in the mind also, we think that I'm losing respect for the devotee, we should immediately speak to the devotees. Because in mind also, we commit some offenses. It's not good for our consciousness. So if you are, especially when devotees have dedicated life of propagating, from propagating the holy name of the Lord, they are distributing the holy name of Krishna. So sometimes, most of the times, what happens, then we start comparing devotees with the others. We start finding fault in them. So... Because we are seeing every day them, day in, day out, there will be some faults in him also. And it is possible because all of us are conditioned souls. We are not pure devotees right now. So then as soon as we start becoming familiar with the devotee or start committing offenses against him by uh, any means like uh, sometime we, behind his back, we speak something or in the mind also, then you will see that we st- our chanting will start, will not having effect also. So sometimes it also happens that a person is chanting every day from years together he's chanting, but he thinks, sees that Prabhu, there is no uh, improvement in my quality in consciousness. I can still see my consciousness is bad, or I'm st- I can still see I'm not able to uh, control my thoughts, and I still am having that same thing what I used to have earlier also. That means you may be committing offenses, and most probably Vaishnava offense. So it is very very dangerous offense. To that extent, Prabhupada writes, a person can lose his entire Krishna consciousness for the time being, if you commit first now offense, what to speak of chanting against the holy name. So we should be very careful not to commit this kind of offense. The first offense is to vilify the great devotee who have preached about the glories of the Lord. The second offense, to see the holy name of the Lord in terms of worldly distinction. The Lord is proprietor of all universes and therefore he may be known in different places by different names. But that does not mean that does not in any way qualify the fullness of the Lord. 
So we should understand this thing. The second offense is considered as the names of demigods like Lord Shiva, Lord Rama to equal to or independent of the, of the name of Lord Vishnu. It is in further described here. That means, yes, we understand from scriptures, we have references also in Krishna himself with Bhagavad Gita and many other places that Krishna is the supreme personality embodied. And other associates of Krishna, they can be demigods or it, it, they can be any other uh, any other people, any other demigod, powerful demigod associate of the Lord who are trying to help him in managing the affairs. Although Krishna does not want to have any help, but Krishna will give them this position so that they can fulfill their desire. So, any demigod's name, if a person is considered that is just like there is a very famous philosopher also in India, they say you can chant any name, you can chant Krishna name also, you can chant, uh, you can chant, uh, no, uh, uh, any demigod name also, you can chant any this name also, there is no difference, no, it is an offense if a person thinks that Krishna's name is equal to any demigod's name, because demigod is cannot do anything independently, as we understand Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, even if a demigod is awarding you some benefit, Krishna is the one who is sanctioning that award. That only, only after that only the demigod is able to give you that reward. So one should never think that name of the demigod, like Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, to be equal to independent of name of the name of Lord Vishnu. It is an offense. But again, Prabhupada is clarifying one important thing: any nomenclature which is meant for the supreme Lord is as holy as the others because they are all meant for the Lord. Such holy names are as powerful as the Lord and there is no bar for anyone in any part of the creation to chant and glorify the Lord by the particular name of the Lord as is locally understood. They are all auspicious. They are all auspicious and one should not distinguish such names of the Lord as material communities. So, that means one should not think the Lord's name is material. You, you, you can derive any material benefit from the Lord's name. No. So neither we should think that Lord's name is equal to the name of any demigod because generally low people worship demigod for some material purpose. So Prabhupada is clarifying that one should not think that they are they are uh, one can chant Krishna's name as, as a name of any other demigod. Another thing is uh, one should not think that any name of God, uh, any name of Krishna. Uh, is less powerful than any other name of Krishna. For example, name of Krishna, name of uh, uh, Vasudev, like Krishna's any other name, is as powerful as Krishna's name, Yashodanandan. But specifically when we chant Hare Krishna Mantra, because it is mentioned in the scriptures, and most importantly, Chaitanya Mahapurva is recommended that name. That's why we chant Hare Krishna Mantra. Otherwise, any name of Krishna is as powerful as, as, powerful as the other. There's no difference. The third offense is to neglect the orders of the spiritual authorized acharya or spiritual master. So, spiritual master is very dear to Krishna. It is mentioned that Yasya Prasadat Bhagavad Prasadu Yasya Prasadat Nagati Kutopi. So, when you please spiritual master, you can please Krishna. And if you don't please spiritual master, then Krishna can never be pleased. So, that's why it is very, very important as you discussed last time also. Yasya Deve Parabhakti Yatha Deve Tathaguru. That means the kind of faith we have in Krishna. That much faith we should have in spiritual master. If a person thinks that I can, somehow or the other I may had may don't have faith in Krishna, but I can have faith in, uh, sorry, I may not have faith in spiritual master, but I can have my faith in Krishna, he will not be able to understand the spirituality. So the, the faith, the kind of faith we have in Krishna's words, that much faith we should have in spiritual master words also. So that's why it is an offense to neglect the order of the spiritual master. 
So we should try, for example, Prabhupada says that Krishna says, Saradharman Pratajya Mamikam Shradam Praja Ham Tom Sarpapik Mokshis Sami Masucha. And the same thing, spiritual master also says. So Prabhupada says there is no difference between Krishna's instruction and instruction of pure devotee. Krishna says you surrender to me, and pure devotee says you surrender to Krishna. So there is no difference. So how to surrender to Krishna? Surrender to Krishna means surrender to his pure devotee of Krishna, and then by his mercy, by his instruction, we will be able to surrender to Krishna also ultimately. So there is no difference between Krishna and his pure devotees instructions. So, if a person neglects instruction of a spiritual master, then he will not be able to chant Hare Krishna Mantra sincerely. It's an offense to chant, it's an offense to do survey the others of the spiritual master. Or, next thing is, it is not mentioned here, but otherwise, Prabhupada mentioned, to consider him as an ordinary person. That is also a kind of offense. If a person thinks that, okay, spiritual master is also a person like me, I am also sleeping, he is also sleeping, I am also eating, he is also eating, I am also getting old, he is getting old. I am also getting sick. It's got no. It's a big mistake if a person thinks like that. The spiritual master or the pure devotee may act like sometimes like a human, a normal human being, but they are totally transcendental. They are beyond material conception. They are not at all in bodily concept of life. So that Prabhupada actually shows. He showed from his own example when he was uh, he was in this material planet. Many times it used to happen. Devotees, the disciples, they share. They share these incidents many times. They, wherever Prabhupada used to go. Because he has to go many, many places in order to reach this Krishna consciousness. Sometimes Prabhupada is in India, sometimes Prabhupada is in West, sometimes Prabhupada is in South Africa, sometimes Prabhupada is in you know, some UAE country. All over the world, Prabhupada is traveling. And every place, the weather is different, the circumstances are different, and the devotees are feeling very, very difficulty in order to match the weather. Because let's say you come to India from America or some US. So you have you will take a lot of time to so that your body can get adjusted to that particular place. It's something called a jet lag also. You may have jet lag, you have any problems in the body. Sometimes you may not be able to recover within, within a week. But what used to happen with Prabhupada? Prabhupada used to go to that particular country. As soon as Prabhupada used to land, Prabhupada some simply used to change his watch, the timing of his watch as per that particular country, and Prabhupada used to then start his regular schedule. So one time this to happen that Prabhupada went to some particular country and they reached in the morning. So Prabhupada, as soon as Prabhupada reached there, he just changed his timings in the clock, watch, and then he started for morning walk. And he saw nobody was there. All of them were sleeping. So Prabhupada became very angry. He's telling that I am such an older person, 70 years old person. I'm not getting affected by this jet lag and all. And all of you are uh, no, very young people, but you are getting affected. It's not good. So that's why Pure devotee, although may, he may act sometime like a normal human being, but actually he is not a normal human, human being. As you discussed, his body is totally spiritual. He is, although he is in body, but he is totally liberated state. It's a very nice verse. That means a person who is totally engaged in the service of the Lord by his body, by his words, by his action, everything. The person is called as Yuan Mukta, even though he is in bodily, he is in body, but he is pure devotee, he is out of the body concept of mind. So practically we can see from our example. So the person thinks that spiritual master is an orderly person. I can, whatever he is telling, I may sometimes disagree also, or I may, I may not agree also with him. I can have my own understanding, although I may fall in Prabhupada, I may be 
doing so all these activities. I'm turning 16 rounds. I'm reading Prabhupada books also. I'm doing some service also. I'm doing donation also. All these things I'm doing. But Prabhupada says, you have to surrender your life. Then we have some other different understanding. So that may be correct in some time, but not every time. Because Prabhupada, when he's telling something, he's telling absolute truth. He's not telling anything out of some pressure or some his own uh, own uh, material desire, some own benefactor. No. He's telling what Krishna is telling. Krishna says, Sarutanavan Pratajit, Mami comes, Sarutanavan Pratajit. Prabhupada says, usually when anything is surrendered to Krishna, there's no difference. So one should never think a pure devotee or acharya as a normal human being. If you do that, then it's an offense. The fourth offense is to vilify this, the very scriptures or knowledge. So if someone uh, blasphemes Vedic literature, sometimes, sometimes some people they uh, recommend they do not accept Puranas as authorized. They say no, no, Puranas are not authorized. Simply Vedas are authorized. Shruti is authorized, Prati is not authorized. Like that, there are some people they say like that. So it is an offense. Because it's a fact, Puranas are as important as the Vedas. Shruti is as important, is as, important as Shruti. So nobody can say only Vedas are important. Puranas are also as important. Or sometimes we try to, uh, no, sometimes we try to blaspheme some other uh, holy book also. Like sometimes some people they try to criticize Bible. That is also not good. Or sometimes Quran, that is also not good. Why it is so? Because the people who are following may have some misunderstanding or misinterpretation, but actually the person who gave this knowledge can never intended to do that in the way the way they are doing right now. So they are actually the books of knowledge, they are books, religious books. So one should not criticize them also. Because Prabhupada accepted Jesus Christ and Muhammad is a pure devotee of the Lord. So when they are telling something that should be meaningful, but right now how they are following, how they are interpreting, that's different thing. So one should not even criticize this literature also. That is also not correct. So if somebody is doing that, then it's an offense. He won't be able to chant properly. The fifth offense is to define the holy name of the Lord in terms of mundane calculation. The fifth offense of consider the clues of chanting Hare Krishna to be imagination. The holy name of the Lord is identical with the Lord himself. Then one should understand the holy name of the Lord to be non-different from him. So one should not think that is whenever Shastras are telling that holy name of the Lord is very, very powerful, when a person chant once, once in his life, pure chanting, he can deliver himself and he can go back to God and all the sinful activities are beneficial. Sometimes people, they doubt this kind of statements. But scriptures are telling, no, it is an offense to doubt these statements. It is not that somebody is doing exaggeration. Okay, holy name of the Lord is so powerful that it can, it can really give relief from all the sinful activities. It's not exaggeration, it's a fact. If a person chants the name of the Lord sincerely and without any offenses, that definitely he will progress. All the offenses, all the sinful activities, what he has done till, like, till now in his life, it will be uh, vanquished. But again, the chanting has a uh, quality of that chant. It's not that I can chant, I'm chanting also, I'm chanting uh, uh, offensive chanting and I'm accepting that all the sins will be vanquished. No, we have to chant. Uh, with proper attention, proper hearing and the way uh, scripture says Prabhupada says that we have to chant with full attention. When we are doing in chant, chanting in that way, then heart is getting purified very, very fast. The purification happens very, very fast by chanting. That's why you can see Prabhupada started this movement in 1965 in West and then he was alone. Nobody was there with him. He was 70 years old and everything was very new for him but actually went there and just by Chanting, 
So initially, Prabhupada never used to do anything. Simply used to go to that park and simply used to chant for four hours, five hours. He used to do kirtan. Never used to do anything. And slowly, this boy started coming, and then they started understanding. They became with serious spirituality by the association of Prabhupada. They started participating in all the activities, and then they became very nice devotee disciple. So you can see practically how this Westerners, those who are they called as uh, Malichas, Westerners called as Malicha. Malicha means very, very dirty people. They are doing sinful activities, they are meditating, they are meditators, they are all sinful activities. But still, by the mercy of pure devotee, now you can see how merciful Prabhupada is. Sometimes we think they are Prabhupada. No, there is no hope for me. I think I am not good for spiritual life. I have in so many offenses and I don't have any qualification and all these things. But we understand one thing, as we discussed also, Prabhupada is very, very merciful. Very, very merciful. Just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very, very merciful, similarly, Prabhupada is also very, very merciful. He can forgive all the offenses and he understands that because we are just like a child when he's trying to walk, he will definitely fall down many times. But parents never discourage them. Parents also always encourage them. Okay, no problem with trying to fall. You are trying to work, but you are falling down one time more and try. Similarly, Prabhupada and Krishna both are very merciful. They are like our parents. They understand this person is actually trying to improve. But because of conditioning, because of some past habits or anything, you can say, he is not able to control. He is actually committing offensive. So definitely they will be, uh, they will understand this fact and they will forgive us also. But we should not commit these activities, any simple activities willfully. If you do willfully, then it gets again a big offense. So, holy name, definitely very, very powerful. And we have seen also in the case of Ajamil, if you understand the past time, Ajamil was doing sinful activities, but still somehow the other is chanted Lord Narayan's name at the time of his death. And Vishnu Juta came and then gave him another chance. It is entire cantors and Bhagavatam you can go and read. Very nice thing. So, sixth offense, uh, the fifth offense is to holy name to consider, to, uh, to define the holy name of the Lord in terms of one's mundane calculation. That means to consider the values of chanting Hare Krishna to be imagination. Some, somebody has written uh, this very, very nice glories of the holy name of the Lord. These are an odd uh, mundane talks or maybe imagination. It's not like that. The holy name of the Lord is identical with the Lord himself. One should understand the holy name of the Lord is not different from him. Then he will never commit offenses. Uh, one second. Yes, the sixth offense to interpret the 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 sixth offense to interpret the holy name of the Lord. The Lord is not imaginary nor his holy name. These are persons with the poor fund of knowledge who think that Lord is an imagination or worshipper. Therefore, think the holy name of the Lord to be imaginary. Such a chanter of the name of the Lord cannot achieve the desired success in the matter of chanting his holy name. But that means it's of us to give some mundane interpretation of the holy name of the Lord. Sometimes people, they give some interpretation like Krishna means black, black means ignorance, something like that. They will give their own interpretation of the name of the Lord. So it's an offense. Holy name of the Lord cannot be given any mundane interpretation or mental speculation. The word is mentioned, the translation is mentioned, and the meaning is also mentioned. 
So one has to simply follow the parampara system. Whoever mentions the parampara, whatever understanding is coming in parampara, what is the meaning of Hare Krishna mantra? What is the meaning of Hara? What is the meaning of Krishna? We have to take from scriptures and authorized disciples, devotees of the Lord, who is coming, coming in parampara. We cannot interpret the names of the holy name of the Lord or interpretation or meaning by our, our own limited understanding. It is not possible. So it is an offense to the person is doing like that. The seventh offense to commit sinful activities intentionally on the strength of the holy name of the Lord. So it is a very, very big offense. Sometimes people do like that. It's called as Namnat Balad Yasini Papa Buddhi. That means a person is chanting, but his buddhi is full of pap. That means what? He thinks that, okay, by chanting, it is mentioned by chanting of Hare Krishna Mantra, we can be saved from so many sinful activities. So a person may think, okay, now let me come with sinful activities and let me come and chant Hare Krishna Mantra. It will be nullified. No, that's a very big offense. If a person is doing willful, sinful, fully sinful activities and thinking that because I'm chanting Hare Krishna Mantra, the sins will be nullified. It is a big offense. It is mentioned in the scripture, it is said that one can be liberated from the effects of all sinful actions simply by chanting of the Holy Name. One who takes advantage of this transcendental method and continues to commit sins in the expectation of the neutralizing the effect of sins by chanting of the Holy Name of the Lord is the greatest offender of the Holy Name of the Lord. Such an offender, such an offender cannot purify himself by any recommended method of purification. In other words, one may be sinful before chanting the Holy Name of the Lord, but after taking shelter of the Holy Name of the Lord and becoming immune, one should strictly restrain himself, oneself from committing sinful activities with a hope that this method of chanting the Holy Name of the Lord will give protection. Okay, so one may be a sinful person before, and that's a fact also. Since we are in the material world, we are committing so many sinful activities knowingly and unknowingly. So person can be a sinful person before coming in touch with Krishna consciousness or chanting of Hare Krishna Mantra. But after coming in touch, one should not think that, okay, now I am in touch with Krishna consciousness, let me commit sinful activities and I will chant and all the reaction will be nullified. No, that is not correct. So person does like that, it is mentioned, Prabhupada, it is the biggest offense. Such an offender cannot purify himself by any recommended method of purification. In other words, one may be a sinful person before chanting holy name of the Lord, but after taking shelter in the holy name of God and becoming immune, one should strictly restrain oneself from committing sinful acts with the hope that this method of chanting of the holy name will give him protection. So one should never commit sinful activities thinking that if I chant, I can save myself. No. In the past, whatever you have done, that's fine. Or out of habitual response also, sometimes it is based in the Bhagavad Gita also, you will find that. That even sadhu sometimes commits some activities because of his past habitual responses. That is not considered figure very serious. But if you take willfully, then definitely it's a very big offense. Sometimes some offense may commit because of past habits or something like that. But you try to avoid doing willfully. The eighth offense is to consider the holy name of the Lord as a, and his chanting method to be some material or spiritual activity. There are various kinds of goods, works, or material benefit, but holy name of and his chanting are not very species holy services. So sometimes it happens that uh, sometimes people also chant Hare Krishna Mudra of some material benefit. That is also not good. Just as somebody was telling that pure drink Sankirtan is the solution of all the problems. So, 
why don't we chant Hare Krishna mantra and let us uh, remove this coronavirus? Because it was very prevalent now, one year back. So, Prabhupada says, Holy name of the Lord cannot utilize for any material purpose. You cannot chant Hare Krishna mantra thinking that the coronavirus will go. No, Holy name is not meant for this kind of purpose. Holy name is meant to purify you, not for some material problems. But your spiritual progress is committed. So, Prabhupada is telling, since the Holy Name and since the Holy Name and Lord are one of one of and on the same identity, one should try to bring the Holy Name into the service of mankind. We should not take service from the Holy Name of the Lord. Oh, chanting of Hare Krishna mantra, I will do, and all the problems will go away. No, we cannot take utilization of that Holy Name of the Lord. The idea is that the Supreme Lord is supreme enjoyer. He is not one servant or order supplier. Similarly, since the Holy Name of the Lord is identical with the Lord, one should try to utilize the Holy Name of one should try to not to utilize the Holy Name of the Lord for his personal service. For his personal service, we should never take try to chant Holy Name of the Lord. Because Krishna is not Holy Name of the Lord is not meant to serve someone. He is supreme proprietor. We will be getting service by everyone else. This is the eighth offense. The ninth offense is to instruct those who are not interested in chanting the holy name of the Lord about the transcendental nature of the holy name. If such instruction is imparted to an unwilling audience, the act is considered to be an offense at the feet of the holy name. So the person is preaching someone to an atheist person and who is not at all interested and who is simply bargaining and is simply blaspheming Prabhupada, blaspheming Bhagavad Gita. So better not to preach to that person. It is that's why it mentioned not to preach a person who is not interested in chanting. Because what happens if you preach to that person about although he already is not believing in Lord and chanting and everything scriptures, when you regard him chanting Hare Krishna mantra, he will become more sinful, more aggressive. So there's a better is not to not to entertain that kind of person who is an offensive person who's envious, who's who's chanting against Krishna's and against the organization of Prabhupada. Like that, we should leave that person aside. There are many, many other devotees we can associate with that. So if you do like that, then there will be some, uh, if a person is chanting of Hare Krishna mantra to get some material benefit, then definitely uh, is not the pure way of chanting. We should chant in such a way that we are serving Lord. Because Holy Name is a personality. We should chant thinking that I am serving Holy Name. While I am chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. I am serving Holy Name of the Lord. Holy Name of the Lord is getting served by me. So I am Sevak, I am servant and he is Sevaya, he is master. So this servant and Sevak and Sevaya, this list should always remember. Then we will be able to, uh, at least we will not commit these offenses of, uh, that we can take material benefit from chanting. And one should not think that chanting is also something, some material activities, like people do some, you know, some, uh, some sacrifices at home, at a house bombing ceremony or some activity they will do. Some other sacrifice they will do. There is a different thing. They are not as powerful as chanting of Hare Krishna. It's a kind of a mundane activity. So ultimately, uh, we should always remember that chanting of the name of the Lord is meant only to serve Krishna, to please him and to purify ourselves. So eighth one is this, that we should not think that Lord is... Uh, went for some particular purpose and nine not to preach someone who is against holy name is atheist because when we go out preaching we will find two kind of people one is atheist and other is innocent person who is atheist who is ignorant who is envious who is speaking against the Prabhupada institution 
better not to preach him because he'll commit further offenses. So rather preach to other person who is submissive in trying to be a. And last is, which happens with everyone, that we should. Uh, the last offense is to be inattentive by chanting the name of the Lord. That means when a person is not the last of the tenth offense is to become uninterested in the holy name of the Lord even after reading the translated nature of the holy name. So when it happens many times when we are chanting but we are not attentive. So this is an offense which is there with every one of us. And others also, and other offenses also will be committing sometimes, but this offense will commit every time whenever we chant to be inattentive while chanting. So, because as we understand, Krishna himself is present in his name. So, let's say somebody is coming at your home and we are not giving any attention to him, it's a kind of offense to him. Similarly, when we are chanting Hare Krishna mantra, Krishna himself is present in, the, in his name, is personally coming there, dancing on our tongue. But if you are not attentive that time, that means we are, we are disrespecting Lord. It's a kind of offense. So we should very carefully avoid this particular offense that we should not be uh, inattentive while chanting. And it, it requires practice. It will not come in one day. Okay, tomorrow onwards I decide I will not be inattentive. No. Thoughts will come. Everything will happen. But we should again beg the holy of the Lord. Try to sincerely do that. How the thoughts can be removed uh, while chanting. Sometimes we can even before chanting, we can read also about chanting of Hare Krishna Mantra. We can prepare our background mind that I am now going to chant Hare Krishna Mantra. It is not a normal activity. And Krishna will be pleased, Falkwad will be pleased by this, by this action. So like that, we should prepare our background mind and then we should chant. So even though many thoughts are coming, Prabhupada says, you chant loudly. Suppose some thoughts are again and again disturbing you. You chant loudly. And by chanting loudly, you will see slowly these thoughts will start minimizing. And slowly, you will have a stage that you will be able to hear your voice properly. So, all these are practical things we should try to do that. But ultimately, the thing is, we should not be unattentive, inattentive while chanting. It's an offense. The tenth offense is not to have complete whether the chanting of the name of God. And next thing, next thing is to have material attachment. This is also one of the offense. We cannot progress the chanting if we have material attachment. We want to uh, get material things. We want to have so many material desires to be fulfilled. That is also against the chanting of the holy name of Krishna. Prabhupada is telling here the 10th offense to become uninterested in the holy name of the Lord even after hearing of transcendental nature of the holy name. The effect of the chanting of the holy name of the Lord is perceived by the chanter as liberation from the conception of false egoism. False egoism exhibited by thinking oneself to be the enjoyer of the world and thinking everything in the world to be meant for the enjoyment of oneself only. The whole materialistic world is moving under such a false egoism of I and mine. But the factual effect of chanting of the name is to become free from such misconception. So why we have attachment for some particular thing? Because we have some desire, because we have some hope, for, we have some return for that particular thing. That's why. But chanting of Hare Krishna Mantra is actually meant for solving all these things. As you understand, that means the first thing what happens when we chant Hare Krishna Mantra is our heart becomes cleansed, purified. And all the dirty things slowly will start reducing from the heart. Our hearts will become purified. And then in a purified heart, when we chant Hare Krishna Mantra, then it's a different effect altogether. It's all this attachment to material things, attachment to material world. This attachment is the cause of bondage. Prabhupada writes, this attachment to this material world is the cause of bondage. 
we are in this material world because of our so many attachments in this material world. The moment we understand that I am a servant of Krishna, I don't want anything else. I don't have any attachment. Let me the same attachment what I have for material things. Let me develop that attachment for Krishna service. The moment I understand this activity and we start acting in that capacity, we have started our journey towards self-realization. Liberation from this material world. So it's an offense to have material attachment and so all these offenses are very, very important. And Prabhupada actually made a system where every day in the morning devotee used to chant these 10 offenses uh, in the sadhana. So that every day they can they can remind themselves these are the offenses I should try to avoid. If I'm not avoiding, then it will be very difficult for me to progress in future life. So all of us should try to avoid this kind. And we can remember also. It is available in uh, online. You can read this uh, 10 offenses. At least try to remember that this 10 offenses. So that every time you are committing one of them, you will be at least aware sometime. Okay, I am committing offenses. My, my spiritual progress will be choked. I will not advance beyond a certain limit. So please, please never let me commit any kind of offenses, these 10 kind of offenses, so that I can see my Krishna consciousness and surrender to Krishna as soon as possible. So these are the 10 offenses and uh, although I told that it is not that in one day, today we heard tomorrow we are pure and everything, it's, it will take time. We need to practice it and the main thing we discuss is the more we chant, Bhaktisattva Maharaj says very nice thing, if you want to chant offensively then chant, chant, then chant continuously. So we should try to chant as much as possible, not that my session hour is over, now chanting I should not see at all my throat, my day. Chanting session hours are done, I should not see chanting my God. No. You can chant throughout the day, you can chant while walking, while going to the street, while purchasing some, uh, some vegetables, some fruits or waiting to meet someone. Try to always engage your tongue in Krishna service, some or the other. Then you will see very rapid progress happens. So you should try this. You should see how many how many minutes in a day I am chanting Krishna same. Simply two hours I am chanting, that's fine. What about 22 hours? In a day there are 22 hours. What 22 hours I am doing? I'm not any Krishna said that means I'm busy with some material activities. So as much as possible, I should try to chant Krishna's name. Whether I am chanting on beats, that's very good. Minimum rounds we should do. Otherwise, if you are not able to chant on beats because of some reason, you can chant otherwise also. Suppose you are going from point A to point B. Keep on chanting. What is the difference? What is the harm? The benefit is like anything. Benefit you're getting purified every moment. So please. Uh, try to develop this habit, very nice habit. And it's about habit only. Many habits we develop, right? Today we have a habit of brushing our teeth. We brush like that only, without even thinking much. Similarly, when we become very much attached to the name of Krishna, then we will chant automatically. We will not read any, any external circumstances for chant. So devotees, they chant always. They chant India also, they chant Pakistan also, they chant Navagasana also. Every time they are chanting. And this is their business. So this 10 offenses, we should carefully avoid. If you are committing any one of them, mostly all of them are committing the 10th offense. Everyone is committing by inattentive and chanting. So please see to it how can I improve my quality of chanting. What can I do so that I can improve my quality of chanting. Then definitely uh, if we try to chant every day without committing this kind of offenses, slowly you will see that our consciousness become purified. Because this process is not a manual process. This is by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So when we are chanting offensively, we are directly pleasing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, we are very, very fortunate where in the Sampradaya we have this knowledge by Srila Prabhupada, Parsi, Bachatra, Mahaprabhu. So, let us take advantage of it 
and try to chant every day without any offense. Try at least we should try. Not that we will do to chant Monday, but at least we should try every day. Then we should try to chant. We should chant offense lesson.